We represent you. Side again, Tupou away, Tedesco pulled it in, this time it's Kiri in support. We feel you by your presence. Via Rooster. Well, Roosters fans, welcome to another week of Roosters Radio. Silky, it's the week to bounce back. There's only one word to say for last week. Disappointing. It was ugly. It was ill-discipline. That's three words I know. But you know what? We will bounce back. In Robbo, we trust. In our boys, we trust. Let's get behind them, fans. Tough week at the office for the boys. In particular, Silky, the injuries. Yeah, spot on. Luke Keery, our highly favoured and uh, sponsored player at Roosters Radio, uh, Radio Hub and Fit Services, Terrible to see him clutch at his leg with absolutely no impact of another player. So something's gone wrong there and, uh, you know, he's out for the season. Yeah, that's right, Bush. Really unfortunate uh, for Luke Keary. Also, Lockie Lamb with a, a medial ligament injury, so he's out for a few weeks. And, of course, Lindsay Collins. I actually sent Luke a, a text uh, on behalf of the, the Roosters Radio fans. Uh, just wishing him all the best and, um, you know, catch up with him in the not-too-distant future. But I suppose on the upside, plenty of time to look after his newborn baby. But, uh, yeah, we're all here wishing Luke a speedy recovery. Yeah. And, Silky, we always show respect to the opposition. I mean, South is our greatest rival. They were just very good on the night. They were too good. They were too strong. Uh, you know, you talk about discipline. Uh, you know, young Fafita, I think he'll learn a little bit from that game. I think Coach Robinson will sit with him and the coaching staff and, and talk about, you know, the value of having 13 players on the field at all times for the full 80 minutes. The game's too fast to sustain that, uh, you know, and, and leadership. You know, you'll hear uh, in our interviews, we caught up with, uh, you know, both Teddy and Jay Moz uh, after the game. And, you know, you'll hear and, and what they've had to say, uh, you know, some of their thoughts. So, mate, for our fans out there, it's round three. Six again play on, I say. Yeah, that's pretty much spot on, Bush. Look, Coach Robinson outlined it in the press conference. Uh, you know, the, the word he used also was disappointing. Uh, you know, he said the way we played the game was just not up to scratch. We weren't ready for it when it got tough and uncomfortable. And we kind of got out-muscled, touched on discipline. There was too many penalties in defence. Yep. Mistakes, I think it was 60% completion rate in the first half. You can't win a football match completing at that kind of number. Uh, and just errors. So, you know, plenty to work on this week. It's going to be tough match up against the Warriors, who came, you know, came from behind down in Canberra. So they'll be buoyed by that. But, um, you know, there's also some good news for us with the return of Victor Radley and the debut of the one and only Sam Walker. Yeah, lovely young man. We spoke to Sam last year. We had the pleasure of covering the World Club Challenge with the boys and we went on tour with them and uh, it was a great experience. One of the highlights for me was introducing ourselves to, to Sam and what a great young man he was every morning. You know, g'day boys, how are you? What's on today? Lots of good questions. Um, really approachable young man and we've watched him on YouTube. We've seen him down, uh, you know, he played a trial against Canberra. He was amazing. I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do. Friday night, Bush, he ran out for Norse and uh, he threw an amazing pass to set up one of the early tries. His uncle, Chris, was down with his, with um, Sam's old man, so the Walker brothers were in town to watch and I'm sure they'll be down again to watch uh, this weekend's match. He's got what it takes to be a, a resident first grade footballer. He's going to get his opportunity this weekend. Yeah, it's exciting for our fans, you know. From, from every loss comes lessons and experience and we've just talked about that. We are the voice of the fans. We're not the rugby league experts. 
our coaches are, our players are. But representing that from the fans' behalf, it's really exciting to to know that he's come to our club over a year ago, to know that he hasn't played first grade yet, and here's his opportunity. So I think we all enjoy seeing that a little bit ourselves. Spot on, Bush. Now, Bush, we caught up with two of our players earlier this week at the media call in Josh Morris and James Tedesco, and here's what they had to say about the impending debut of Sam Walker. Yeah, you know, we've spoken about Sammy Walker and, and the talent that he's got. Got to remember that a lot of these guys didn't play football last year, but they trained against the first grade side week in, week out. So Sammy had blokes like Boyd Cordner and Angus Crichton running at him, and you know, he had to tackle them, and um, he could take the step up. We know he'll do his job, and whoever comes into the side will do their job. He's a gun. He's uh, he's trained really well in the off season, in the pre season. Uh, I think he had a tough year last year coming down, sort of with the COVID, not being able to play footy, and he sort of hadn't played footy for, for nearly two years. So but he came back in his first trial and he, he hit the ground running, didn't look like he missed a beat, and but he started the year so well with the Bears. Everyone's got game so many raps and so impressed about how he's been playing. He's obviously young, he's going to take um, a bit of time. You know, he's, he's inexperienced, but um, you know, we got to we got to expect that he's he's a footy player, but he's he's, he's been calming us up for training as well. So. There's positive signs there. Now he's been thrown in the deep end and uh, it's about us getting around him and making sure that he feels comfortable that he can go out and play his natural game. The boys here last year that didn't get to play any games, they, they were training day in, day out with us and, um, you know, game simulation type of football and, like I said, he had, he had blokes like Boyd and, and Angus running as hard as they could at him and had to bring them down. So, um, you know, we're confident in, in whoever's comes into the side, their ability and, um, that's that's the same for Sammy. Well, he's a bit like Kiri. I mean, he just plays footy. He's eyes up footy. Um, yeah, he's just a footy player. It's hard to sort of explain. He's not really a structured sort of player, but you know, he's got a good good kicking and passing game. But his his running game, his 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 ability to his eyes to, to play footy is is pretty special. So um, yeah, it's pretty similar to Kiri to be honest. But he's got he's got that speed and acceleration as well. So good good replacement, I guess. Great insight there, Bush, particularly the fact that he trained all year with the first-grade squad. So, you know, as, as uh, J-Moz said there, he's used to tackling big bodies like Crichton, like Cordner. He'll be ready for this match on Sunday. Oh, I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to it. And we wish the young man the best on behalf of all Roosters fans. Uh, you know, Sam Walker, may you uh, come the man, come the hour. And I think Coach Robinson knows he's ready. And that's what I'm interested in. You know, I love the challenges that get thrown at him all the time from a leadership perspective. When you lose your half and 5'8 in any club, it usually means, uh, you know, a really, really tough period ahead. I like how Coach Robinson's always got an ace up his sleeve somewhere. He make moves the chess pieces around the board a bit. We might see something absolutely brand new. That's what I look forward to, that mental little thing that he's got that no other coach seems to have. Well, all the doomsdays out there have written us off, but here's Teddy and Jamos once again with their thoughts, not only on the South game, but looking forward to the season. Oh, very disappointing. South played really well, but I feel like in that first half we didn't really give ourselves a chance. Um, you know, we made too many errors coming out of our own half. Yeah, done on top of the losing a player to the Simbin, and yeah, we just didn't give ourselves a chance in that first half. And South were too classy. I mean, we're missing a lot of leaders, I guess, with Friendy Boydo and, and now Kiri. So um, yeah, I mean, it's not just me. It's, uh, we all, it's us as a team. We all got to step up and. Um, they're hard guys to replace, but yeah, I think um, yeah, being, being the captain now with, with those guys out, I sort of have to yeah, lead by example. And um, yeah, I mean, we can't get too too down about it. Obviously, having, having guys have season-ending injuries like that, especially to a key playmaker like Luke, is, is, is disappointing. But 
we can't hold on to that. We can't feel sorry for ourselves. We've got to go out and, and work hard every week to, to get back to the top. Don't write us off yet. You know, we've got, we've got plenty of depth here at the Roosters and you know, we've got that philosophy that next man up um, is ready to go and, and do his job. Well, Silky, some really good news for the future uh, for our members and fans that want to know uh, how our player factory is going. And I'll tell you what, some great news for the Central Coast Roosters and our junior reps. Yeah, that's right, Bush. The Roosters pathways. Let's start with the Central Coast Roosters. They won both the Laurie Daly Cup and the Andrew John Shield on the weekend. So congratulations to our Central Coast Big Roosters. Big congratulations out there, yeah. Uh, look, going back to Friday night, the Bears, they're fifth on the ladder. They had a big win over the Bunnies, 30-12. to 12. Uh, the Central Coast Roosters have shot up to the top of the Harvey Norman Women's Premiership with a 78-0 drubbing. Wow. That's right, 78-0 against Wentworthville. Unfortunately, our Jersey flag went down 30-16. to 16. Uh, They're currently in seventh. And our SG Ball is sitting in third, and Tasha Gale in equal fourth. And lastly, Bush, the Harold match, both the Central Coast and our Junior Roosters are sitting on 10 points and both in semi-final contention. So some great news there for our Rooster Pathways, Bush. Yeah, fantastic news. Silky, speaking of pathways, uh, let's take it to the top. We talk about leadership. We talk about uh, in Robbo we trust. Uh, we all know uh, you know, what our coach is capable of and the things he's going to bring in the next few weeks. It's going to be really intriguing. But what happens off the field also defines this club. We've got great leadership at board level uh, and we wanted to talk to our CEO. We wanted to bring him on this week because there's so many changes afoot. They've taken the opportunity uh, over the COVID downtime to relaunch our Leagues Club at Bondi Junction, and it's now going to be called Easts. And Stage 1's complete, and we're going to get our CEO, Joe Kelly, on to talk all things football. We're not going to sugarcoat it. We want to talk and hear from Joe from the back office. He leads us there, what his thoughts were, and also what's going on at our club up there for our members and guests. You're on Roosters Radio. We'll be back right after this with our CEO, Joe Kelly. Well, Roosters fans, leadership's something that's very strong at our club. And to talk about that today, we've got our CEO, Joe Kelly, on to talk about all things rugby league and some exciting new developments. Joe, welcome to Roosters Radio in 2021, and it's great to have you here again. Big fan of our show, and we appreciate it. Nice, welcome, Bush and Silky. Great to be on this afternoon. Joe, uh, elephant in the room, uh, our greatest match. I know that uh, our chairman uh, gets at home uh, the week before and starts uh, rabbit hunting and doing a few things in the backyard and, uh, you know, a few pot shots and some cardboard cutouts. He might even watch a few Russell Crowe movies in preparation for this match. But, uh, you know, from our perspective and the fans' perspective, they were they were too good last week. How did you see it from our CEO's perspective? Yeah, look, we obviously went into the game really optimistic after a couple of really solid results first up that saw us sitting on top of the table. Uh, so it was a shock, I think, to all of us. Um, yeah, it's a, a surprise and... You know, the fact that, yeah, as you say, I think Coach Robinson, you know, summed it up perfectly well after the game that there was a lack of, you know, discipline, gave away plenty of penalties. Uh, it was a disappointing a disappointing night for us, you know, and unfortunately that was uh, marked by, you know, some injuries as well uh, and, and, and season ending in Luke's case. Yeah, something that uh, we're going to watch closely. Joe, it's going to be interesting to see um, what Coach Robinson does from here. I know you're close to the bone and, and we don't like to give any secrets away of what's going on, but uh, I know from the fans' point of view and, and our new saying on Roosters Radio is in, in Robbo we trust. So it's going to be interesting to see the chess pieces be moved around the board. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, I mean, total, total total faith in what we're doing, you know, in that area of the business. You know, I, I mention it every every pre-season and, and every end of season. We've got the hardest working football department I've ever 
witnessed. And, you know, we've got total total faith in what they do. And, you know, I think the, I've just seen the team list come out for this, this weekend. So um, there is obviously the changes that had to be made in the halves and they've been made. So we get to see Sam Walker um, play at halfback and, um, and we've got uh, Drew Hutchinson at 5'8". Uh, yeah, like yeah, and every season, you know, we've we've lost a, a, a game in round three. You, know, you don't go through a season to undefeated this day and age. So I think the fact that you know, you're going to have some speed humps along the way, uh, possibly better off getting them now than later in the year. Uh, and you know, it's 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 a long season ahead. And I think yeah, you know, we'll we'll have learnt from our lessons from last Friday night. Yeah. Joe Silky here. Uh, we talked about Sam Walker making his long-awaited debut in the intro earlier in the show. Uh, look, I saw some highlights of the game between Norse and South on Friday night, and he looked very good, in fact. Um, it's been a long time coming due to COVID, not being able to lace a boot all last year, but really looking forward to seeing the young bloke play on the weekend. Yeah, look, Silky, he didn't look out of place, I, I thought, down in Seaford Oval in the trials. He's come out um, from hibernation, effectively. I think it was 523 days since he'd had a game. So he did. He did his shoulder going into the Australian schoolboys. I uh, was the best player in that team, and then went into you know, a, a reconstruction after that, and and then rehab into 2020. And obviously the bubble uh, was there, and he was under 18 at that point in time. So he hasn't played any footy since the back end of 2019. To see him that day down in Canberra uh, or at Seaford Oval, actually you know, hold himself very well amongst seasoned first graders. Uh, it's it's really exciting. It's really exciting to see him play his first game. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Up. Couldn't agree more. Now, Joe, just changing gears a little. Last week, I had the honour bestowed upon me to do a bit of a soft launch up at the relaunch of East. Uh, there's Artie's Bar, the sports bar, which looked um, great on Friday night for the official launch, and also Olive and Oak, the new restaurant. Can you tell our fans a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely, Suki. And just first up, just thanks very much for what you did last Monday night, uh, Monday afternoon, superb um, emceeing effort um, in front of about 70 or 80 of our sort of key stakeholders in the organisation for a, a soft launch lunch on the Monday before we open November's Tuesday. But yeah, so from the top to bottom, we've reopened the club as East's um, its new brand. Uh, we've got a new restaurant replacing the bistro. We've got Olive and Oak. Uh, we've moved the, the Legends Bar from downstairs to up in the back of the Bondi room and renamed that Artie after our great Arthur Beetson. And um, there's a lot of memorabilia there that honours um, Artie in that in that area. And it's a great sports bar. And that's the area where we you know, put a significant number of people and members into on Friday night for the the game away to South. So we had a, a massive turnout for the official members um, function on um, on Friday night. We did something like 450 to 500 covers of food. Uh, we had over 2,000 new members join in the month of March as well. So um, this is stage one. Stage two started. Stage two will be complete on the 1st of May. And that basically is the, the rest of the ground floor and right back around through to Bronte Road that will get a facelift as well. Now, Joe, you uh, mentioned something there, food, and my, uh, my colleague's eyes just lit up. So I'm going to get him to ask a question about the new restaurant. Oh, it's not a question, Suki. I had the pleasure of supporting you. Uh, congratulations. You, you did a great job, both of you, on last Monday. Um, Joe, I was pretty impressed with uh, Silky's hair. It didn't move. He had that much product in it. I'm surprised <laughs> that uh, I'm surprised he didn't weigh heavier on the scales. But on a serious note, it was really interesting to see from a club perspective 
you guys have uh, you know bring in uh, external caterers and yep. you know the food was, right in the place up. It, it just looks amazing so for the members and yep. and fans are going to listen to this get up to our club and have a look at Artie's bar but joe i had one of the best steaks i've ever had uh sitting there and it was quite interesting to hear the chefs come out it was unusual to hear suki um interview two chefs but so intriguing they talked about where they source their meat from their journeys yeah. where they've worked for so we've got some top line chefs in there the food's exceptional uh you know for our fans get up and try it joe what did you like the chicken or the no, fish no absolutely um Bush, you know, and yeah, to be honest, that steak you had, you're supposed to share that with three others as well, mate. Mate, I was a hungry young man on that day. No, but but in, in all in all seriousness, like <laughs> you, uh, what we what started out as a physical renovation and refurbishment of the club, and just to to make it more inviting and appealing to come into it. So opening up reception, so you can look into the club now and see what's there. And I think you know I've had so much positive feedback, particularly around that area. That you know, wow! This looks like you know a, a wonderful you know venue to to frequent. So that's you know been a real positive. We've that has morphed into many other things other than just the physical change to the club. You've got, uh, as you say, a great eats through our outsourced catering arm now. Many many years of experience. The two gentlemen that run that organisation have brought in a, a chef from Italy as well to be the head chef. Uh, the food offering is, you know, gone up many notches. Our beverage offerings now got banks of craft beers that we didn't have on tap before. Um, you know, wines, all those sorts of things have, have improved in terms of our offering. There's a lot of new young faces in the staffing side of things, and over time, we expect to see you know, our service levels obviously rise as well. You know, like Friday night was a, a challenging night in many ways for us, and we thank the support of our members who did turn out in massive numbers. Uh, we know we've got some things to work on as well, and we will be working on those to improve the experience that you have when you come to the club. But, you know, food-wise, love the pizza bush. Yeah, um, well, just quite the calamari, The calamari was great. Um, you know, the steak, and as you say, they sourced steak. They've also got their own butchery, which was a, which is a, was an institution over in Leichhardt called AC Butchery. Um, they, they bought that Great Eats a couple of years ago, and uh, so they, they source their meat through there. And yeah, I think that those sorts of items in particular were the ones that stood out for me on the night. Yeah. Now, Joe, moving on to Artie's Bar. Now, what took me by surprise was the great memorabilia. You touched on mm. it earlier, but in particular, the the jacket that the great Jack Gibson wore. I think it was in the nineteen seventy four Grand Final. Is a is a you know a memorable photo. I think he's pouring champagne into. Uh, Ron Coote's mouth or something like that, but you've sourced some amazing merch. I'd be curious to know where that came from. Well, certainly a lot of the photographs, you know, have, have come through historians. You know, um, one of our colleagues at the club, uh, Paul Krasanka, led the program there and, to be honest, was quite instrumental in how and in naming it Artie's in the first place. Um, yeah, we wanted something contemporary for a start. Uh, I did say on the day, Silky, you know, in, at the launch that, you know, like that cheers bar type sort of, you know, contemporary name. And, and Artie's just fitted absolutely perfectly with that. And, you know, we've even got a lot of the sort of, you know, memorabilia such as beer coasters and things like that, which have actually got Artie's signature on it. And mm -hmm. so Brilliant. the photographs come through originally Dave Middleton onto Ian Collis, uh, who did a lot of, uh, you know, sort of work in uh, archiving and, historic stuff for the for the NRL many, many years ago. And I, I, we sourced these photographs, which most people have never seen. They haven't seen the light of day. Uh, and they're just wonderful images, you know, of, of the great Arthur Beetson. And there's 30 of those on the wall. 
and you know, and some some of which I don't think even family members had seen yeah, until right. till the launch. Well, Joey, just uh, to finish off and just riffing on the archival uh, history of uh, the Roosters and particularly our favourite son, Arthur Beetson, strong rumour, uh, Jack Gibson, who was famous for wearing a fur coat uh, during some of those 80s grand finals with Parramatta, that made its way to the club and apparently has found its way to your wardrobe. Any chance we'll see you in the Chairman's Club wearing a fur coat in the next few matches? Uh, absolutely not, thanks. Thanks, Bush. All right, it's, mate. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very kind curveball you've just thrown me, but no, <laughs> I, I, won't be, I won't be wearing that anytime soon. Mate, just asking the hard questions of one of our leaders. And uh, you know what? As always, you answer them exemplary. Mate, uh, <laughs> under your guidance, in Joe we trust, in Robbo we trust, and in Uncle Nick we trust. We're in very good hands. Uh, you know, a loss in round three is not going to define us. It's going to make us stronger. We're going to bounce back. We want to thank you for coming on Roosters Radio for your time today. A uh, bit of fun, bit of banter, but also want to thank you for the great job, uh, you know, coming on here consistently, giving us insights, but the job that you and your team have done for that club, we're really proud to be members and associated, and uh, thanks for your strong leadership. Yeah, no, thanks, guys. Really appreciate you know, your time as well and, you know, and what you do for, for our organisation. You're very much a big part of it, and thanks for everything uh, you're, you're doing there to promote the club at this point in time as well, and look forward to being back on air later in the year. And, and I know you might even be up at Bondi Junction at some stage doing a live broadcast oh, from, from one of our games. Plenty going on. We might even be throwing heads or tails in uh, in about a month oh, or so, Joe. So stay tuned for another announcement there. Could be a great night Thanks. to launch that fur coat. See Thanks, you, Joey. <laughs> See Have you. a good afternoon. Thanks, mate. Bye. There you go, Silky. Bye. Great leader, great man. And you know what? I love the access. I've got to tell you something about Joe Kelly that I really admire is he's always there to talk to the fans, always there to talk to the members. He doesn't matter who it is. He's got time, uh, but he's got a lot of pressure on his shoulders. You know, he's got a club to run. He's got a footy club to run. Yeah. He's got a board to answer to, the most powerful board in Australia. So uh, hats off to Joe. He's done a great job, and he's become a great friend of our show and ourselves. Now, remember, we are playing Sunday afternoon against the Warriors. Uh, and just a quick update, there is obviously the two buses running to and from the club to the SCG. But why don't you head on up to uh, Artie's uh, prior to the match, so there's the pre and post match. Well, Silky, can I ask you, just before you go on that, I love where you're going here, just give us your experience. You emceed it, you went up and hosted it. Uh, our first words, we went up, and I won't say what we said, we went, oh, wow. Yeah. You know, it was amazing. You didn't feel like you were in a traditional league club like no. that, Oliver Oak it's, it's got a real modern feel to it. It's going for a more contemporary crowd, if that, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I think it goes for. I don't, th- I don't think it's uh, you know got a got a real target on a crowd. I think it's t- targeting all of our members. But I think you can feel really comfortable in a very well, contemporary a be, a environment. Be, a better probably. question is, would I go there for a beer to watch the football? And the answer is definitely yes. Well, I'll ask you another one. Would you take your missus there for dinner? Absolutely. And go watch a bit of footy afterwards. Yeah. Would you take your mates there for a bit of a you know a punters afternoon or a watch the footy day with the Saturday? Well, they got the tab there. Yeah. So it, tick that box. Caters for everything. So yeah. what a great job they've done. Members and fans, get up there, as Silky said before, the footy on Sunday. And this Sunday, there's $28 buckets of four four pints. So if you buy the four beers, you also get one of the uh, highly fancied Artie's caps that I was wearing on the weekend, Bush. Yeah, they're in uh, they're in demand. I took one home to my young fella and he snavelled that straight away for the golf course. They look terrific and uh, lots more to like. There'll be a lot of functions. Stay tuned on the Roosters uh, Club website. And, uh, you know, now we're up at East. Let's support it. Welcome back to Roosters Radio. And Sunday, it's the late game, 6.15 kickoff at the SCG. Third place Roosters taking on the revitalised ninth place Warriors. Some big inclusions this week for us Roosters fans. Of course, Sam Walker named in the number seven. Drew Hutchison in number six. And Matty Cavallo coming onto the bench. Bush, it's going to be a tough game. They had a big win over Canberra last week. How do you see it? Yeah, Silky, I think we're going to bounce back. I think uh, last week... Across the park, I don't think we hit the standard um, that Coach Robinson sets for the players. I don't think they hit the standard themselves. 
irrespective of injuries. And you know what? A very, very well-oiled machine in South Sydney. I think there's an opportunity for the players to just fresh start this week, put back in place the standards that they set for themselves as players and as the coaching staff do, which gives us great success. So I think the Warriors will be tricky, but I just think if the Roosters have the mindset, I know, I believe they will, Sunday afternoon at home, it's going to be a tough contest. Look, they're always going to be tough up front. Names like Tohu Harris, Aiden Fanua Blake. But I'm interested to see the matchup of the halves. Drew Hutchison and Sam Walker taking on, well, he was a former rooster, Sean O'Sullivan and Cody Nicarima. That's one for me. And who can forget the mouth-watering matchup between the two number ones, James Tedesco and old RTS, Roger Tuivasa-Shek. Yeah, it's going to be mouth-watering, Silky. And uh, as you have always said, big fans of Drew Hutchison. He's an older-style 5'8", older-style footballer. He's just a traditional-style footballer, which... Brings a lot of joy back to the fans of the way he plays. And he's tough. He can defend. Uh, so it's going to be great. And, of course, Sam Walker making his debut. We've salivated all show over this. Can't wait. Sunday afternoon, uh, SCG. And I think you raise a really good point there, Bush, about standards. You know, we said earlier in the show that the Roosters were quite ill-disciplined. I can't see them putting two performances like that back-to-back. I know they've been training hard all week. So uh, I do expect them to turn it around. But enough about me, Bush. Give us a score prediction. Score prediction, Roosters 32, Warriors 10. Yeah, I like it. I'm going to say Roosters 24, Warriors 12. Wow, nice. You've gone a little bit easier. Silky, some sad news to finish the show, particularly for our co-host. And uh, you know, she's like a sister to me, Belinda Ostini Nee Snell. Her father, Ronald Spencer Snell, Sluggo as everyone affectionately know him. Uh, huge personality in the eastern suburbs. He was a North Bondi sweep boat rower, uh, coach at Bronny Surf Club for the boat rowing team. He's an Australian title medalist in the 60s. He played first grade at our club in 66. Yeah, 1966. Yeah, player number 568 was Sluggo. Uh, Ronnie passed away last week, sadly, at the age of 78, which is pretty good innings for a man with such a character. He was such a great storyteller. Yeah. Uh, worked at the Leeds Club for 25 years. You know, I know that Belinda has received a lot of support this week from ex-players. You know, Brett Gillard, Brendan Hall, Mick Estani, Brian Fletcher, Jules Parry, you name it, some of the big names at the club back then. Um, when I say big names, I mean in collecting poker machine money or carrying kegs. But, you know, it's nice when you get, uh, you know, that sort of recognition. And some of those players talked about Bunny Riley and Sluggo Snell shaped them as men because they were man's men. And Sluggo certainly was. He was, uh, he was a bit of a father figure to me as well. And I know you knew him really well. Our sympathies and deepest condolences go to... Uh, Belinda Mick, Thomas, Charlie and Bella, uh, you know, and Gail, of course, Gail Snell. And, uh, you know, we've got a funeral Wednesday for Sluggo uh, and the service will be at East Leagues. And I'm sure we'll touch base on that on next week's show. So some sad news for our club. Uh, another one of our great roosters is not no longer with us. Yeah, Valet Bush and uh, some kind words there. Well, unfortunately, that's it for this episode of Roosters Radio. We'd like to thank our special guest, CEO, Joe Kelly. You've been listening to Roosters Radio. Easter win. Let's play.